Texas Prison Stories family. I just want to say shout out to everybody, man, all the subscribers, everybody that's been watching. Uh, everybody that watched part one, man, it's kind of blowing up. It's right now about 45,000 views. I've been getting a bunch of comments, man. Thank you so much. I apologize about taking so long to do part two right here, but honestly, it's just not something that, that it's that easy to talk about, you know what I mean? So, but I am going to go ahead and do it for you. When I left here on part one, I was just getting to the unit, man. I've been on the bus for a while, tired, hungry, haven't been sleeping, not feeling too good. Uh, just got situated, found out where my cell was, talked to the man, the dude I need to talk to. And jumped up in my cell for the night, man. I actually realized it was one of my homeboys from back home. That's kind of where I left you at. At that point, we were smoking, riding, listening to the radio, talking about at home. You know what I mean? And that's what it was. I fell asleep like that. And I just, I didn't, I, I was so stupid. I didn't even ask what's next or what's happening tomorrow or anything like that. I wasn't even thinking about it. So at about 3 in the morning, I hear a bunch of fucking commotion. Like everybody yelling, screaming, doors slamming and shit. I didn't know what the fuck was going on. And everybody started running down the tier. And I'm thinking, man, what the fuck? And I look down, I see my boy, he's still asleep. So I say, fuck, I guess it ain't no big deal. I don't know what it is. If he ain't coming out, I ain't coming out. I don't know. So uh, people kind of looking, not really staring in, but kind of looking to see what's going on, if I'm coming out or whatever. So I can kind of get that vibe, you know, but I don't. So I just stay in. They shut the doors back. Then I hear some loud ass shit going on and, you know, I pretty much figure out that that's breakfast at 3 in the morning. So, that kind of surprised me. Like, what the fuck they doing running breakfast at 3 in the morning? But, I figured that out later. The goddamn place is so big, they have to start at 3 in the morning if they want to finish by 6. That's how long it takes, you know what I mean? So, anyway, when the bar is coming open, I'm scared as fuck that my foot is about to get caught in it. For actually, my first time ever sleeping in a cell with bars and guys and things were fucking closed and just take your foot right off from your leg if you stick it out there so you definitely don't want to sleep all comfortable you know what I mean so uh anyway so I'm laying in my cell just kind of listening to what the fuck is going on I hear everybody yelling talking screaming at three in the morning you know what I mean and this actually lasted for a long ass time come to find out they wake everybody the fuck up get you lined up and you're still waiting on everybody else to pass by some guys were standing there for a long ass time while I was just in my cell just thinking and wondering what the hell's, you know, why is it taking so long? I didn't even know what the fuck was going on. So, anyway, they all come back at about an hour and a half later. Here come the cells open, everybody filing back in. And uh, same shit, kind of looking in, kind of not, you know what I mean? Nobody says shit. So I say, all right, cool, those doors shut again. And I'm not doing the same, well, fucking door shut, let me chill back, kick back, relax. First time, the, the second day that I kicked back, relaxed, looked in my locker up there, there was a big-ass fucking rat eating my commissary, man. I mean, this motherfucker was huge. Big-ass tail, hairy motherfucker. I don't even know how the bitch got in my cell, man. That's what I'm saying. Listen, the walls are slick. You ain't climbing that motherfucker. There's no holes nowhere. I didn't know how the dude got in. He was a bad man, you know what I mean? However that rat got in, he was an expert, but... So I'm looking at that shit mad as fuck. Get up and look at my chili pouch. And there's nibble holes in it. The fucker done ate my shit, man. So what I'm going to do, I throw it down. I'm like, fuck, I'll get it later, man. Throw it on the ground. I was sick, man. Like, fuck, rat. All right, lay back down. Hear it again. The motherfucker's eating my cookies, man. Like, come on, dude. Let me make it, man. I didn't know. Come to find out this was so fucking normal. 
The rats eat everything, man. Those guys just eat with the rats. They don't give a fuck. Rat eats on that meat pack. They don't care, man. They'll eat it too. Uh, if you throw a pack of cookies away because a fucking rat ate it, they'll think you're crazy, man. They'll go get that motherfucker out the trash and eat it, man. It's it's unbelievable. They're living with rats so much, they're just used to it, you know. But anyway, so I'm kicking back, dealing with Mickey fucking Mouse, eating all my shit, man. I don't know what to do. I'm still not trying to wake up my celly, so... They start calling on the speaker something. I couldn't tell what the hell they were saying. But uh, his ass gets up. Obviously, he was kind of trained to win to get up. And so I say, what's up, cuz? What's going on? You know, he said, oh, no, nah, I got to get ready for school. Okay, cool. You're in school. I didn't even know he was in school. So he gets up, washes face, cleans up, brushes teeth, do everything he's got to do. And uh, I'm still kind of on the top bunk. I say, well, shit, man, what time is school? He said, I'm getting ready to call it in a minute. If you want, you can go out to the day room and watch TV. And, uh, or you can stay in the cell, whichever one you want to do. I say, cool, okay. Well, when you go out, I'm going to go watch TV. I'm going to go see what's up, see where everybody is and stuff. You know, and he's like, cool. Okay, so when he falls out from school, I come right behind him. Now, we're in the last cell on the top row. So, literally, I got about 70-something men behind me, and I got to hurry up and get the fuck out of their way because everybody's in a big hurry. See, in the state of Texas, they do some shit called in and outs. They do not leave your cell door open all day. That's too dangerous. Somebody will come in and kill your ass. They literally open it for five minutes and close it. Open it for five minutes and close it. And you got to run up there and get what you need during those five minutes or get your ass out or whatever you need to do in five minutes. That's all you have. Or you're going to be missed out for a couple hours. You know what I mean? So when they called that school in and out, I filed out. Everybody was getting ready. They had the little folders, pencils, papers, all that shit. And I take a left and go into the day room. When I take a left and go into the day room, I'm realizing there's already a bunch of people in the fucking day room. Like, they, I guess, stayed in there after breakfast or something. I don't know what it was. So, anyway, when I walk in, now this is my first time in the day room, really. You know what I mean? Like, just here, here I am, y'all. And everybody, the Buds, Crips, U-Stones, D-Town, Pisces, everybody not even looking at me. You know what I mean? And they're, they're saying, okay, well... I think they're going to let them stay. So they're trying to decide out if the Crips are even going to let me stay or not. That's kind of what they're doing. You know what I mean? And I'm 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 real close to being entertainment. I'm real close to staying. And they don't know which one I'm going to be yet. If I'm fake as fuck, I'm going to be entertainment. If I'm real, I'm going to stay. You know what I mean? And they're just waiting on the show. But anyway, so that first morning, I go down and sit on the bench where they told me that we sit. Couple dudes were right there, man. Nobody said shit to me, man. I was like, "What's up, cuz?" I spoke to everybody, and nobody was really rude at all. But nobody was friendly, man. They all just kind of nodded, like, "Hey," and that was it. And I could straight up get that vibe, man. These dudes do not want to talk to me, man. And I was like, "Damn, what the fuck?" Cause this ain't. I thought I was gonna be cool, and these dudes don't even want to talk to me, man. So I just sat right there, crossed my fucking arms, man, and just watched the TV. At the same time, I'm looking left and I'm looking right. Now, I got a dude from Austin over here. He's a crib. Got a dude from Livingston over here. He's a crib. Some cats in front of me from Dallas. They're cribs. But ain't nobody talking to me, man. I ain't getting no sense of friendly vibe. I'm feeling out of place as fuck, to tell you the truth. That's what's really happening. I'm feeling out of place, man. So I'm thinking, God damn, my homeboy, he's gone. Dude that calls the shots, I don't see him nowhere. I'm just fucking watching TV, man. And I just stay out there. They called another in and out. I just stayed out there, man. I had no reason to go inside. I just stayed. Some of them left. Some of them, some new people come in. New people that came in didn't speak to me either. 
I was thinking, oh man, this is seeming like a bad motherfucking sign right now. Nobody's even wanting to speak to me, man. Nobody's asking me shit. Nothing. So honest to God, I was getting nervous. Like, oh uh, shit, are they fixing to do something to me? Are they going to get me? What the fuck's going on? I didn't know, man. So you know what I'm saying? Anyway, they call another in and out for Chow. And I hear the dude say, man, I got to go get my cup, man. And go get his shit. So I'm thinking, oh, well, I better go get mine too. And TDC, you carry your own cup and your spoon around. That's what you do. So uh, I had to run upstairs, get my fucking cup and spoon, run back to the day room, and I see all the Mexicans fiving out in one line. And here were the white dudes back here. They all file out right behind the Mexicans. And here come all the black folks, and I'm still in the day room with them, you know, like I'm supposed to be. And I file out dead in the middle of them. And when I file out in the middle of them, nobody says nothing. Nobody says, like, hey, what are you doing, or... What's up, cuz? No, it's, it's nothing. It's dead silence. So I file out, walk down the hallway. Now, I'm walking down the hallway in the middle of the line with the black folks. Now, this is the first taste the entire prison is realizing what the fuck's going on now. Because it's not normal. They see all about 80 black guys walking and a white dude in the middle. It stands out like a motherfucker. So everybody's on the glass. Everybody's trying to see what's going on, who the fuck I am, you know what I'm saying? And I'm just walking. I'm just standing head up. Chest up, I've been doing push-ups for two fucking years. I was just walking, you know what I mean? Didn't know what to do. Get to the chow hall in the state of Texas. When you get to the chow hall, you have to fill in the next seat. There's no picking and choosing or where you're going to go or none of that shit. So, literally, I sit at the table with the black dudes that's in front of me and behind me. Nobody's speaking, man. It's weird, dude. It's, it's the weirdest crazy shit ever. So, we eat. They're all talking to each other. I try to say something. Nobody answers. I'm like, motherfucker, all right. So we finish eating. They knock on the table, tell us, get out of there. We file back to the fucking day room, and I go in my cell. I said, man, fuck that shit. I'm not coming back out till my boy gets here, man. Something is weird. These dudes ain't showing no love, and I know I'm not safe in this motherfucker. I got to figure it out. Figure it out, you know what I mean? So I go into my cell. They close the door. It's about 12 o'clock at that time, okay? I'm not knowing even when they're going to open it up again, but they in about two hours again, they opened it back up, and he came back in from school, and I say, damn, cuz, what's up, baby, everything good? He was like, yeah, everything's cool, well, how about you? And I said, man, cuz, I don't know, man, listen, nobody's talking to me, man, they're not speaking to me, they ain't doing shit, man, I said, I need to figure out what's going on, am I going to be all right? He said, yeah, it's always like that, cuz, it's not you, he said, when a person shows up, we never talk to them. We ain't going to do that till you do your thing. You do your thing, then we'll show you some love. I said, oh, well, fuck. I said, that's what it is, man. Tell them, let's hurry up, bro. Let's call the motherfuckers, man. Let's get this over with, dog. I'm feeling weird in here. You know what I mean? And uh, he looked at me. He's like, yeah. He said, you sure? He said, you ready to tell them you're going to handle your business, man. Don't go in there and be weak. Don't go in there and punk out, bro. Don't do none of that shit. And I looked at him like, Dale, come on, man. You know me your whole life, man. I'm going to go handle this shit. I'm going to take care of business, man. I said, the only thing I don't want to do, fam, is I don't want to get no blood on my shoes. They're brand new, bro. I said, that'd be crazy as fuck, man. I don't want to do it. He said, man, I don't even worry about that, bro. Here. Well, he went under his bunk, and he gave me his old shoes that he fights in. I said, goddamn, bro. Bet. Hey, look. I got his shoes he had. They motherfuckers already had blood on them. And I guarantee it wasn't his either. 
put them motherfuckers on. I said, go tell them I'm ready, man. Let's get this the fuck out the way. I was kind of nervous. Didn't really know what was going to happen, who I got to fight, how long, nothing. I'm just knowing I want people to talk to me. I don't want to sit there feeling like this fucking weirdo. And I'm ready to get it over with, man. Anytime you're scared and nervous about something, it's better just to attack that shit and get it done. So that's what I was doing. So basically he goes and uh, gets on the on the little thing, you know, yells at him and tells him, hey, next in and out, my boy says he's ready, man. Y'all get that together. So the man is running the shit over there. He gets it together, sends a little kite, shoots the kite. When the doors roll back, he comes and gets me, say, you ready? I said, yeah, yeah, I'm ready. What's up? Who, who, what's up? He said, I'm going to go and sell, uh, I think it was 23. Go and sell 23, fam. Just hide behind the sheet. I'm thinking, all right, cool. So, it's like going to sell 23 on my same row. I see two little dudes that I've already known, you know, seen them around, didn't even talk to them. Neither one of them are too big, man. They're like 5'9", 160 or some shit like that. I'm 5'11", 200. I'm thinking, damn, that's weird anyway. So anyway, when I walk in, I'm like, what's up, homie? And I say, what's up, cuz, you ready? I say, yeah, yeah, I'm ready. Are y'all ready? And listen, I swear to God, I seen in both their faces, both of them look nervous, man. When I walked in there looking kind of kind of with my size up and holding my nuts like, hell, yeah, I'm ready. What's up? Both of them look like they got a little nervous. So uh, I listen, man, I tried to use my brain on this one. I ain't going to lie. When I seen them both scared, I asked them, I said, listen, man, what do y'all want to do? Do y'all want to fight heads up one-on-one, one after another? Or y'all want to go ahead and jump me and get this shit out the way? I say, because either way, homie, I'm going to fade and I don't give a fuck. And listen, I, I would have bet my last dollar that they said jump me. And that's exactly what they said. They said, man, we'll just do it. We'll do it quick, man. Get it over with. And I say, bet. So look, check it out. I'm happy as fuck right now. Because if you're not thinking about this fighting one man, you're going to get a black eye, bruised mouth, hurt nose, and you got to go fight the next one. That's one of the worst feelings ever. If you can just go ahead and get it all over with at one time, you start healing and it doesn't hurt as bad, you know what I mean? So, I always pick the two and if you can, you know, they don't usually let you pick, but I actually got the pick. So, anyway, look, we're in a little small-ass cell, tiny, no elbow room or nothing. I got the little homie from Austin in front of me, the little homie from uh, Livingston behind me. He was the one that was. Okay, they're both little youngsters. I say, y'all ready? And when the little dude says, hell yeah, we're ready. First thing I do, bam, hit him with an elbow, and he was out of there. Look, I didn't even care about the dude in the front. Listen, bam, hit him with that elbow. He was irrelevant. The one in the front, we start windmilling, just bam, 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 hitting each other. Not really even all the doing shit. The guy in the back woke up. Hey, when he woke up, he fucking punched me so goddamn hard in the back of my head, man. I didn't know what the fuck happened. And I was like, bam, when he hit me, I kind of fell into the other dude and grabbed him. And when I grabbed him, I twist him, and his head hit the bunk. And I said, man, that's enough, cuz, goddamn, that's enough. And they were like, you good, you good? I said, man, hell yeah, I'm good. And let him go. And listen, man, that, honestly, that violated every rule. I was never supposed to be able to say, cut it out. You know what I mean? That was supposed to be for them to say, but I had damn slammed his fucking head, popped his ass so goddamn good, they were both ready to quit, too. So that's what it was, like, the shit that I was so scared of, fearing, nervous about, men fucking catch out over with, 
That shit took about 10 seconds. Popped his ass. Popped his ass. Slammed him. I had a busting lip. Had a little shit under here. He had a goddamn swollen eye. And he had a big knot on his head. All three of us come out looking fucked up. And them two guys were embarrassed, man. I came out looking like a G. Like, it was crazy, man. The homeboy down the way, he shot a big-ass bowl. Big spread bowl. He sent two cigarettes in a joint, man. We sat in there for that whole in and out. Laughing and talking, man. You know, like, us three became best friends in there, man. We just went through that little bullshit together. All of us were scared. It was over with. And it was cool, man. Like, that was some shit I needed to do. You know what I mean? So when we come out, the next in and out is the last child. And literally, when we're coming out now, the entire fucking population is staring and looking because they know what we just did. They know goddamn well what we just did. And they want to see me beat the fuck up. They're trying to see me look swole, knotted, running, or whatever. Now, I came out, head up, barely looking fucked up, and everybody was showing love that time, man. It was so fucking different. Like, when I come to the day room, everybody locked seeds. Everybody gave me a hug, I'm like, what's up, homie, man, welcome, we're sorry we wasn't talking to you, but we gotta check you, you know what I'm saying, it was weird, man, it was like, I went from nobody talking to me, to everybody loving me just that quick, man, it was unbelievable, I had my spot on the bench, and there wasn't nothing nobody could ever say to me about that, you know what I mean, like, uh, there's a lot of things people, people say about, well, if you went to California, they do this to you, or they do that to you, blah, blah, blah. But I don't believe that's true, you know what I'm saying? Listen, when my people accepted me, there was nothing nobody could say. Who's going to buck them? Nobody. Them white boys over there are not going to say nothing, man. It just is what it is. I spent my time rocking out on that bench right there with them black dudes, chunking up the C's, and the guys that sat right behind us were the black dudes chunking up the B's, man. Every time they smoke one, they pass it to us. We smoke one, we pass it to them. You know what I mean? And that's pretty much what it was, man, like, Everything that I built up, this hype and this fear and this scared shit that I had about going in there and failing, went in there and popped their ass quick and it was over with, man. And that's all it took. And after that, your whole ride was easy, man. You know what I'm saying? You might get into an argument, get in a fight, something like that. But once your people accept you and respect you, and it don't matter who your people are, you're okay, man. And nobody else can tell you anything or anything different. So that's kind of just how I finished it, man. Rocked out. Whooped the two homies, they kind of whooped on me, you know what I mean? And that was it. I was good after that, man. Sat right there in that day room for the rest of my time and just did me. And uh, I felt like I was family, man. There was no funny feelings. Nobody treated me bad. Nobody treated me different, man. And uh, I'm sending a big shout-out to Saucy D. Shout-out to Zim Loke. LeBlue from Austin. Shit, everybody, man. It was all 100, man. I still fuck with my people, man. Much love.